Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to whatever episode number this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy Mahihu. And, you know, I was going to do a, a real solid, like, I actually was going to do a girl group episode today, but I woke up with a migraine. I've been laying around in a bathrobe the entire day. And all I really want to do is kiki and chat and talk, talk shit, really. I just want to talk shit about people with somebody who relieves my stress. And I thought, who better to do that with than Kara Berry? Kara, how are you? Oh, Troy, you're an angel. I'm good, crazy, sexy, cool. I'm feeling all of the things. I'm so excited <laughs> to be back. Right, wait, do you lean more towards crazy, sexy, or cool at this moment? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's, you know, the perennial question, you know? <laughs> um, I've always felt myself somewhere on the spectrum between sexy and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm leaning towards that a little bit more cool than sexy we're like a 75 25 75 sexy no 75 cool 25 sexy okay I want you to know that as you're saying that I'm picturing you right now in like silk pajamas blowing <laughs> you have like a t-boz you have the t-boz mushroom cut with the two pieces on the side two, two pieces on the side of course <laughs> and you're just doing a slow motion butterfly while a fan blows your your pajamas <laughs> I mean, I just was. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, well, how's life? How? What is new with you? I feel like I haven't talked to you. Well, we did a uh, a stereo together recently, which was fun. But like, we've had a real like sit down moment in a while. We haven't. Um, I've been good. You know, I've been out here safely in these streets because I feel like in about six weeks, I'm not going to be going anywhere again. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, just like living my best life, trying out different ciders and low calories, alcoholic seltzers. Um, and, you know, just being a, a woman of style and grace. <laughs> As you should, girl. Um, <laughs> can I just tell you that? So I've been telling people, I've been trying to convince my friends that even though they don't believe me and it's easily Google, Googleable, I was trying to tell them about that um alcoholic spiked smoothie that you were drinking when we were on stereo Uh and the reactions I've gotten have been so volatile I really honestly I really do feel like Erica Jane amongst a group of friends that I don't trust (laughs) I'm not kidding like a nobody believes me that it's real b everybody's like that'll make you sick blah 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 I'm like I actually think it sounded really good and then I told them that it was called like smoog or something or smooge and they really Uh turned up their noses at me (laughs) fair I can't fault for them for that um I actually just saw that the um when I was at the store earlier it's good you guys like if you are looking for an alcohol in the morning moment if you like the consistency of a naked juice smoothie Mm, then I would say go for it oh my god you had me a naked smoothie that's my favorite consistency for like smoothie wise yeah not too thick not too thin right and like mixable you're and then like morning yes like that's a good vacation we're waking up at 11 to drink kind of gig 
Exactly. It's got just a hint of effervesc- effervescence. And yeah, this episode is sponsored by Smooch. <laughs> it honestly has not left me. Like I wake up in cold sweats thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, well, I figured Kara and I could just kind of talk about some pop culture stuff today. I made a little list of things that I wanted to ask you about and just kind of get your opinion on. I figured we could just, like I said, just kiki and um one story in particular I know for sure that you haven't heard anything about so I'm anxious to hear your thoughts um I'm shaking (laughs) first of all okay so it has been reported that Britney Spears has assaulted her housekeeper allegedly and that there was some sort of dispute between them that ended in Brittany slapping her housekeeper's phone, violently slapping her housekeeper's phone out of her hands. Um, The woman reported that she wasn't hurt, but it says um, deputies attempted to get in touch with Spears and she would not speak to them. Um, uh, That was like allegedly according to the sheriff's office. Yeah, so this woman called the police. So when when did she allegedly pull this reverse Naomi Campbell? (laughs) right it's giving very much Naomi Campbell um I think that it was like in the last day or so I I, maybe yesterday oh my god so um honestly like I'm fine with that Britney's been through so much like whatever you can your phone is probably fine like girl really (laughs) are you really this petty you're gonna report a phone swat like literally grow up girl like I have nothing for that I have nothing for you I don't I'm gonna be honest with you and this could be I do have a slight bias huh um but I don't buy it like I honestly first of all her like home help is all hired by Jamie and we know that these people are like placed in her home to spy right I mean not to victim blame but like what led up to this ma'am Right. Did she say that? Right. Like, were you recording her for her dad or something? Like, right. What were you doing that led to Britney Spears spotting your... And, like, even if, first of all, none of us in this, this world know Britney Spears to be a violent person, really. Um, It just feels fishy. It just feels like, to me, and this is what I've been afraid of, and this is what I wanted to ask you about. Now, I have been very clear that I'm not, you know, I don't know a lot about court things, but... This feels like they're gearing up for a smear campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. This feels like just more of the same, more of this bullshit, more of this like trying to frame Britney as being unstable, um, incapable of being in her own care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jamie really was, did have her best interest in mind, like literally fuck off. I'm not hearing it. And like, honestly, if Britney Jean Spears has a bad day in 2021, who could possibly blame her? Like, just take the L and go. She didn't like beat your ass. She threw your phone on the ground. Get over it. Yeah, get the fuck over it. Are you kidding me? (laughs) The amount of phones that this woman deserves to swat. Like, Um, honestly, like she deserves to have it the most elaborate labyrinth to build and just like any sort of weapon that she chooses and just hunt every single person in her family down so (laughs) I don't want to hear this (laughs) like that what was that movie called where they like got to hunt people oh um fucking uh 
You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, where the students all go on this island and they get to fight <laughs> yeah. everybody. Battle Royale. Yeah. Battle Royale, yeah. <laughs> yes, Brittany deserves her, oh my God, Brittany deserves a Battle Royale moment where Jamie, Jamie Lynn, and Lynn are in the classroom and told to run. And <laughs> she gets to choose from, like you said, a plethora of like Jeff Bezos level weapons that are very yeah. innovative and tech savvy, for sure. Yeah, yeah I want to hear like a Jordan Peele style horror version of oops i did it again yes <laughs> and you know just like i i, I we deserve that she deserves that <laughs> yeah. performed by like janelle monet yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally completely yeah i just i call bullshit i think that this woman is it, the thing that i guess that scares me is like it's one thing for them to use instagram to like confuse people and smear her name and make her look bad and it's really effective you know Mm -hmm. but it's a whole other thing to like start planning stories like this like I just feel like at this point the thing I guess that freaks me out is like Jamie Spears kind of has nothing to lose at this point right like he's a bitter mean old abusive piece of shit drunk and it just scares me because you know, there is a lot of stuff that obviously her family knows about her that she probably doesn't want to be out into the world. And yeah, you know, Jamie Lynn is just one Instagram live away from like ruining her sister's life even more. So it kind of freaks me out. Yeah. I mean, they're a a real um, wild card, that bunch. And it's scary because it's like caged rats at this point. And it's just, only a matter of time before Jamie Lynn gnashes her like gnarled teeth into somebody's arm. <laughs> She's gonna butter knife Brittany at some point, and we know it. It's we know it's coming. We know it. We know it's coming. It, it's gosh, what a scary time for us all. Honestly, I mean, listen, Britt, we're always rooting for you, hon. And if you did swat that phone, good on you. Swat more. Good on you. Yeah. Literally, grow out a couple of your nails and swat as many <laughs> items as you want out of these fuckers' hands. Brittany deserves to just be scratching people. Anybody <laughs> that crosses her path. <laughs> she really does. Like she deserves to, at any moment, if she wants to literally haul off and claw at somebody's skin, it should yeah. be fully okay. <laughs> Um, well I guess that's that's developing so we'll see what happens with it god I mean you know boy 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 hopefully you know this doesn't obviously I should read her lawyer's statement because her loyal her lawyer did respond to this he said this is nothing more than an overblown alleged misdemeanor involving a he said she said about a cell phone with no striking and obviously no injury whatsoever anyone can make this accusation um this should have been closed immediately. Uh, so I know, I mean, I'll, we just have to be happy that, you know, she's got a, an amazing lawyer that has her best interest and is looking out for her. And she's not just like on her own, like literally pulling fucking law books from the library and like reading about what conservatorship means 13 years into her being in it because they're keeping right. her away from stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I am so happy that she has somebody who is not like, a shark in the water who's trying mm-hmm. to like get her best interests because we do know that like she can fall victim to you know 
being a little too sweet, being a little too naive and letting mm-hmm. bad people in her circle. So I'm glad that there's somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing, seems to have their best interest in mind and isn't interested in like the circus of it all. No pun intended. Right. All eyes on her. I won't, I'll stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't do you know that, Karen. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about today, and this I like, really want to get into with you. Do you care about the Sex in the City movie or do you not care? Or like, where do you fall? Okay. So here's the sick thing about me is that either for the past several years, either during like the doldrums of summer or the holidays, I do a Sex in the City rewatch. And it's mm. one of the few shows that I always will go back to. Um, I know like every episode, I know it's going to happen. I know the mannerisms, like I know everything. With that being said, I'm only Sex in the City, like canon. Like the show is what exists for me. And I understand that there are movies out there. I saw the first one in theaters (laughs) and I was like, this is just not for me. It's And I like, I've saw the first half of, Sex and City 2 and was like I can't like I'm not gonna do this so um with that being said I I'm conflicted I want to see the differences I want to see I'm more interested in watching this than I was the second movie and definitely more than I would have the third movie so you know I'm like halfway in how are you feeling Wow, you could, first of all, you could not have like said it better. You took the words right out of my mouth. I'm I'm a canon girl. Like, yeah, you know, I I found that first movie to be like effective for what it was. You know, it was like a big, giant, huge budget spectacle, and it was fun. And you know, yeah. it felt like it was supposed to be done at that moment. Mm-hmm. It really, it really did feel like they had covered everything. Yes. And, but I'm a, I'm a canon person and I will tell you something. And I have a lot of like, I have thoughts about this and you're the perfect person to talk about this because it feels like we're on the same page. My issue with Sex and the City is that at a certain point, the show turned mm-hmm. and it became full whimsy, right? Yes. Full fantasy. I would say like after season, they had good four seasons mm-hmm. and then around the time that Sarah got pregnant and they had to do that short fifth season right. and yeah season six where it definitely had a different tone yeah like it, it had gone from being this like very sort of grounded in reality almost like I would say very gritty you know real like HBO show you know mm-hmm. like and Carrie was like and I, I have things also to say about Carrie that I really need your thoughts on, but we'll get to it. Um, but it was a very sort of gritty show grounded in a, a real, like, relatable reality. A, a, a New York that felt at least like, even though it was completely whitewashed, it at least felt like recognizable or something. Like, it just yeah. felt like human, human mm-hmm. people. And then it just went like full, let's get carried away. And like, yeah, <laughs> it was too glossy. They were constantly walking Madison Avenue, whereas like in the first seasons, you would see them down in the village or yeah. down, like, you know, just like on the Staten Island Ferry or, you know, things like that. Yeah, it just felt like, you know, well, they would always say that the city was like the fifth girl. 
it really was in the first four seasons um yeah and it just got a little too too polished too glossy but damn i mean you know uh miranda never looked better oh my god i mean can we talk like if (laughs) if there was one reason for the show to become more polished more glossy and less grounded in reality it was simply for the glow up of miranda fucking hobbs my god get you a proper haircut get let's get you out of this like paula poundstone collection (laughs) i'm in love all dressed up in love (laughs) (laughs) yeah crazy dude um Wow, this is so such a healing moment talking about sex in the city with me. I know. Okay, so <laughs> what are your thoughts on like what you've seen as far as the photos of <gasps> the movie? Oh gosh. I like hate that it's so open mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. seeing everything and we're seeing the revolving door of old people from the show and who's coming back and you know, all of that, I, you know, that sucks. I like a little bit of mystery, but like, they, it could have never really happened like that realistically. Yeah, it makes me sad. Like, I, I hate that we know every single, I mean, so far, we literally know everything. Like, we, there's <laughs> nothing that we will be nothing. surprised about. Nothing. And, you know, people keep making, so obviously, this infamous like prairie dress from H&M that Sarah Jessica Parker is wearing like has yeah. made the rounds I mean when we see it in the movie we'll all start we'll have PTSD for sure <laughs> that's her <laughs> <laughs> right it's just been non-stop this press cycle of seeing Sarah Jessica Parker walk around in this prairie dress and people have been making you know people have had a lot of complaints because it's she's like not looking glam and like people want more and I have thoughts about the fashion also of Sex in the City. Like, I love how much influence Sex in the City gave fashion. Like, it was a really fun time to be young in the early 2000s, right? Yes. And- so literally last week, I just finished watching season three. I watched all of season three. And just okay. like the big flower on the shoulder, Carrie. Like, I think season three, Carrie is the best. I think her hair is the perfect. Curl is perfect. Mm. The color is perfect. Um, I I thought her fashion was never better, never better. Can you give um, me some like what are some standout? Because I'm like my mind is blurred. Like, what are some standout season three looks? Oh, the Dior dress where she meets Natasha and okay. Natasha the news dress. Oh, say less, dress. say um, yeah. less. <laughs> yep, a moment, an absolute moment. Damn. Um, yeah, she had a lot of that was the in the early season she was dating the politicians, so she was doing a lot of like throwback Jackie O looks mm, that I really liked. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh wow, yeah. Season three is just chef's kiss peak mm-hmm. sex in the city. Cause it's like it's got its legs, it knows what show it is, it yeah. like has figured out its identity, but it isn't so far crossed over into the dark side yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep, exactly. Well, people are making complaints because they, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker is like wearing this, like this cheap dress or whatever. And I mean, if you are a real fan of this show, you know that like, it wasn't until later in the series that she was literally like going to get bagels in like, you know, archived Alexander McQueen 
Like right. <laughs> the point of Carrie Bradshaw at the beginning was that she was like a high low girl. So she would wear like thrift clothes and like, you know, she would like wear like designer stuff, but was always like, she was like, it was more relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, she seemed like somebody who like definitely did high low. Right. Could never afford, but like you would see her in a thrift shop and she would have all the good finds. Exactly. You'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe you found like an old Dior bet, a belt at the thrift store. That's crazy. Like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um people have you know people are very upset about this and I'm like you are literally if they go back to Carrie being like a human person who isn't just literally wearing couture all day like I would love that like I'm not against her wearing an H&M dress with a pair of you know $400 heels like I think that that's like Carrie in her most pure form I agree I think that's the charm and I don't think necessarily like it I know that style is so attached to the show, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like her evolving as a person or getting older, like meant that that part of it had to go away. Yeah. I would definitely like to see. And do you know if if Pat Field, is she back? So the controversy is that she's not back and this is the only time she's ever not style. And I think people are blaming that, but her like right-hand person, like the person that had, assisted her throughout the whole series Uh is doing it is like leading okay okay this is kind of like mm, okay all right okay right it makes it (laughs) makes your the hairs in the back of your neck stand up a little bit yeah I mean there's never going to be a better relationship than between Sarah Jessica and Pat Field fashion-wise I couldn't agree with you more I mean like she just there's a story that is told through this show. It's a second story. It's like a B plot through fashion. Mm-hmm, totally. And like, that's Patricia Fields' story. Like she, that's her story. And it's like sad that it's not going to be, I don't know. It's just not going to be the same. It will not be the same. It won't. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, I also have, okay, before we move on from sex, I have one, one last thought. And it's specifically about Carrie. I want to know what you think of this because it's controversial opinion okay so I see a lot of people especially younger people in the Tiki Talk who have just started (laughs) watching Sex and the City for the first time and they're like they all are like having these really profound thoughts about how they can't believe it but they don't like Carrie like they find her to be really irritating and they can't believe it they're like oh my god she's so annoying why did people ever like her yeah and I've talked about this before but that's always annoyed me because I think like Carrie is supposed to be annoying like I don't think yeah. that it's like some big discovery to be like hey wait a minute she's annoying like you're not you're not discovering anything like the point of Carrie Bradshaw is that she's a fuck up like she's supposed to be like an anti-hero and the show yeah. was on at the same time as the Sopranos and Tony Soprano was a fuck up and it was like Carrie and Tony were on at the same time being rotted pieces of shit on television and Tony always got so much like glory and praise for it. And that always annoyed me. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's never really ever a moment where Carrie's not completely selfish and self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, maybe they're shocked because, you know, maybe the, the youth are a little bit more evolved and sort of a um in touch with their mental health side of things and right. maybe they just caught on a little bit quicker than all the rest of us dumb bitches right. um, but you know like 
<laughs> I think people wanted to be Carrie's because they wanted to fuck up royally and have this slew of men following them. They wanted the Aidens. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way that people watch Team Mom and want to, they look up to Chelsea for finding that man with the voice. <laughs> that shrill, shrill man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I mean, she's she is annoying. And I have to admit, like, it took me a while. I don't think I ever really, like, saw myself in Carrie. But the older I got, the more I was like, wow, she really fucking sucks. Yeah, like, she's a piece of shit. She's a terrible friend, terrible girlfriend, terrible wife, not a good employee, bad with money. Like, and that's, yeah. like, sort of the point. I'm always, like, whenever people say that and they're like, you know what, Carrie, not good. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I, I just I just watched the episode where Samantha comes out and she starts dating that artist and then the girls leave and it's just Carrie, um, Charlotte, and Miranda, and they're walking and they're talking about Samantha. And Carrie's complaint is that she had the story of the night because she had had a really good orgasm earlier. And and Samantha managed to like up sex her. And she was genuinely upset. <laughs> i just recently watched the one where she um one of my favorite episodes by the way where she gets furiously like feverishly mad at charlotte because charlotte won't just give her money Uh (laughs) uh-huh and charlotte's like uh girl like you are financially irresponsible like you spend thousands of dollars a month on shoes and you don't have money and you're yeah. mad at me for not giving it to you. And I remember as a young person being like, wow, Charlotte's such a selfish bitch. Right. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. I got older and I was like, oh no, Carrie's like a fuck up. Like the old, honestly, the older I got, I guess you're right. It's like the older I got, the more I realized like you're supposed to see yourself in Carrie, not because she's like, she's she's like faking it. Like she's like faking all of it. Really, it's like a fake mm-hmm. until you make it kind of gig because she's a complete mess like that's the part of it that you're supposed to see yourself in it's not because she like has good shoes it's because she's like literally can't afford to pay her rent but has good shoes like that's the relatable part right like girls wanted to move to new york because they thought that they would just be like effortlessly effortlessly thin managed to like make ends meet somehow all the time look fabulous have men just throw themselves at you. I've had these like all encompassing, so intense relationships that you think that we're supposed to be having and and just like be in New York and I'm just going to make it work. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> he has something called ADHD yeah. and because of it, he's a sex maniac. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> He plays me like one of his little flutes. <laughs> hey Ray, wanna play me? Okay. Okay, I just got I got my rant out. I needed to see this is actually good for me. I needed this. I needed this whole thing. I'm having so much fun, Troy. <laughs> okay, I want to move on and I want to talk to you because I feel like I've been very negative about this. I want to talk to you about Benifer. 
And okay, yeah, I'd like to I, see I heard your thoughts on <laughs> Beyond the Blinds, your very new podcast with Kelly, aka yeah. the Beach. And yeah, you had some feelings and they really didn't align with mine. Good. So. Okay, good. This is what I was hoping. I want you to be like, turn me around. Like, what am I not seeing? I think it's funny. Here's my thing. Okay. I think it's like, it's obviously tongue in cheek, but I also think he is just like, just smashing. <laughs> just, like, just, they're just having such good sex. I think he's deep dicking her down. And they're just like having a good time. She's like, I, I have the kids, mm-hmm. I had my love with Mark Anthony or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I you mentioned that like they that Ben had been like they'd been communicating like this whole time or he had been writing her love letters or something I can't remember what you said but I I see it for them because I too love a damaged man with a hammer in his pants there's nothing better to me (laughs) I love it so much it's not gonna work out this is not like the great love story of it's of our time like it's no come on like right don't take if don't take any of this seriously and just have a good time just enjoy it for what it is just two idiots who are just like drunk on each other's endorphins and hormones and you know just giving a little wink to the camera you know what that's like such a good way to look at it I've had a lot of people message me and be like it's honestly just fun and it's also like a really nice distraction from like sad news and I guess I didn't really think of it that way but it's true it is like it is fun I guess I just it 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 felt so heavy-handed and like um like it felt kind of try hard in a way where I'm like oh no I don't want you guys to feel like like you're Jennifer like you guys are literally iconic like all of the yeah you don't have to do this yeah, like you guys don't have to do this. Like people, co- people are copying you when they right. go out and ask to be photographed. Like you, right. you are like the pinnacle of a, a tabloid couple in the best way. Like you don't have to be calling the paps and telling them that you're at like fucking Arthur Treacher's or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, something about it is like a little bit embarrassing. Like when Tom Hiddleston <laughs> and Taylor Swift dated, and he wore that I Heart TS shirt and at like Kennebunk Port or whatever beach they were at like that shit's funny to me and I, I yeah. see a lot of, of similarities can we just talk about the fact that I'm, I I quoted Arthur Tre- like am I 97 years old <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't have given them like a uh, Long John Silvers right. <laughs> <laughs> like what oh, you guys listen to me what <laughs> good lord but no yeah it, it feels do you believe the theory that any of it was for, like... Uh, Jenny from the Block? Yeah. Movie or video? Um, I would like to see it. I yeah. mean, it seems the, the, you know, the things are there. The comparisons are there. And mm-hmm. I, I see it. And I would not be surprised. But I almost feel like if we're all catching on to that like just to release the tape now and like let's just get it over with if that's what you're going to do then do it now because like I'm not going to care for too much longer yeah that's the thing is like you know this is not too um, you know it's not 2004 anymore 
Um, yeah. So, you know, our attention spans are much different than they were, to, you know, a million years ago. I don't know how much longer I'll be able to care. Um. Yeah, this is like a vacation bay situation. Like, I'm having mm-hmm. fun now, but like, I know this is not going to be anything and I'm going to leave and I'm going to forget about this immediately. So, right. Not too invested. You're right. It should, yeah, you're right. I got to just like allow it to be fun. It's It's been Affleck. I guess it's maybe also because I'm like, God, like, could you have gotten him at a worse time? Like, ugh. <laughs> he's so gross right now. I mean, like he's just made sweating me... Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my yeah. God. And it's like, what is he like? A, is he partnering with Dunkin' Donuts or something? What is going on? Like, what, what is, is going, going on? on? It felt very strategic. The juggling of the coffees is every single day <laughs> is a little much for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mostly him. I'll be honest. It's not her. Yeah. It's never Jennifer for me. It's him. Like, he's yeah. so gross to me. And I don't know. I'm like, girl, get in there and clean him up like you did so many times before. Like, yeah, I mean, Ben does give, like, never flushes the toilet. Like, he <laughs> always leaves his seat up and he never, ever flushes. He does have that. <laughs> totally. Like, he's just, like, really gross. But, yeah. you know, you would definitely, I mean, I couldn't think of a man that I'd want to have sex with more in the same sense. Yeah, he leaves wet towels on the floor. Um, (laughs) Even in the finest hotel, somehow the pillowcase is off the pillow. (laughs) Right, just like gross boy stuff. Yeah, but you're still face down, ass up, and like loving your life. Right, with like stray poker chips hitting you in the head. You're like, where are are these coming from? (laughs) Where were you tonight, Ben? (laughs) No, you're right. I gotta just let it be fun. I gotta, I'm, 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 I'm on I'm along for the ride I'm just I'm waiting to see what happens um you know I I would love for this to become a music video moment or something I would like for something to come of all of this to be honest yeah but again like y'all got like six weeks to get this shit out because like yeah yeah we've basically already seen it to be honest really (laughs) um well the last thing I wanted to talk to you about tonight and I know that this will (laughs) probably go for a little while because we both will have many thoughts bitch let me get my cigarette (laughs) (laughs) i need to ask you caraberry about your thoughts on erica (sighs) i just watched a new episode like a minute before we started recording so okay okay let me ask you a question sure do you think it's fair to ask my thoughts on Erica Jane or everybody else's reaction to Erica Jane or both do I think it's fair to ask her about the stuff re like just specifically with this episode was it about Erica or was it about everybody else Mm. I don't know it's weird and maybe it's both because I'm like I I really do think that like like Sutton for example I really uh-huh. do genuinely believe that with Sutton being such an uptight, staunch plantation white woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> that she is genuinely concerned about whether or not some of her finances could be pulled into this somehow, or like if she'll be held accountable for knowing some weird shit because she's, you know, filming this reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, at the same time, of like, Erica is blood in the water, you know, like. Yes. at any moment that they need to 
spice things up or if they don't know what to talk about tonight or if they don't want to be in the hot seat or whatever it's like we'll just ask erica about tom like what did you say about him driving off a cliff girl girl like it's she is like like you said like well in the water like what it's weird that you guys are acting like it's weird that Sutton is concerned like right I do like I do have to roll my eyes a little bit about the sudden of it all because it's like well, what do you do girl you just sit on boards like is it really that important in the grand scheme <laughs> of things um like, I am a member of the ballet what does that mean <laughs> right like I don't think anybody's like coming for Sutton boutique because um I don't think literally anybody's going to that boutique but um I but on the other hand it's like yeah you guys have every right to be concerned you're filming with this girl now the lawyers just said last week that you guys have to hand over every receipt any footage you guys have Mm -hmm. associated with Erica so it is a an annoyance at the very least and you know she isn't telling the truth there are too many discrepancies that are too big to not have questions about and to act otherwise lisa is stupid she's just an, it, it, it's it's a real testament to how much of an obnoxious person she is to be mm-hmm. honest it's like it's really like it's like i understand that you you can't turn down this big massive paycheck you know when you are going through this and but it is still absurd that she feels like she can walk into this fucking, walk into these people's houses for parties hey, and shit. Troy. Tell and, it, Troy. I mean, like wearing fucking head to toe, you know, designer clothes still, having a driver and shit, showing uh-huh. up. And then what are you expecting that you guys are going to fucking talk about when you are the biggest news story in the entire world? Like, what do you think is going to happen? It's absurd. You spent a whole season talking about a damn adopted dog. Did you not think that you would be public enemy number one? Right. Like, are you dumb or are you stupid? It's so true. If this was <laughs> happening to anybody else, she would be up their ass. Yeah. My husband's a lawyer. And, I, you know, like, she would be pulling t- the Tom card if the shoe were on the other right. foot. I don't want to be associated. Tom doesn't want to be associated with this, you know? Like, come on, girl. Stop playing with my, stop playing in my face. It's absurd. It's really absurd. It's absurd. Honestly, if this is supposed to be, I'm really alarmed by the fact that I guess this is supposed to be like the broken down version of Erica Jane. Like, in what world? She's still showing up places in crazy fucking designer outfits. And like, by the way, her house her struggle home. Oh, her, is little, a, her little dollhouse in Hancock <laughs> Park? Right. It's on the side of a mountain. It's a several million dollar fucking home. Like, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me right now? Her, her little, like, you know, yeah. Her tiny, tiny little casita, $10,000 a month. Poor thing. Like, how, how could she hardly fit all that couture in that home? <laughs> you know the moment of her walking up and turning off the uh she's had so many days of our lives moment this year uh but her walking up to the pretty mess sign and saying i don't know if it's over and turning off the fucking (laughs) sign like am i supposed to feel 
bad for you because you're turning off your pretty mess neon girl. Literally, like this was a series finale of Cheers, bitch. Like, girl, <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> it's so ridiculous. No, you're totally right. They every, they all have every right to want to know what the hell is going on, and also the shit is fucked up. Even even if it wasn't like having anything to do with like the law, just on a human level, it's like I would like to know if you, my friend were involved in stealing money from these people. Like, yeah. I'm allowed to want to know. Yeah. And the only, let the record show, counsel, the only reason why she started mentioning the victims is because Garcelle gave her that personal story about her sister. Mm-hmm. You will not tell me any differently. Garcelle put her in a position where she was like, well, there's nothing I can say about that. That is an ironclad story that if I say anything, <laughs> I'm going to look like an even bigger asshole than I already do. So only now do I have to admit that those victims deserve what they got in the most vague way. Yeah. All of a sudden it's, yeah, it's not about me. It's about those victims. Like, girl, you have not said that one time this entire year. Not even intimated for one second that that's how you feel. All you've done is show up in Dior in full hair and makeup and cry about how hard your life is. Right. Because you. I had to open my own bank account today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, girl. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. It's really, it's really wild. I mean, this has to be. Do you think this is like one of the best seasons of Beverly Hills in history? 100% the last two seasons two episodes have been yeah one of the best two episodes in Housewives history I think yeah it last week set some very clear alliances and teams that I think are going to be everlasting I don't know how you come back from this again Lisa Renna right Dorit Dorit how are we coming back from this Dorit um I yeah this is really like I don't know how Lisa how does Lisa Rinna come back from this honestly I don't know I don't know how any of them come back from this to be honest like even just with like the you know it's like all we've known I think Kyle said this in the last episode or the one before like all we've known of Erica since we met her was like how much money she has and like the, her identity has been that of a wealthy person, like mm-hmm. a person who blows through money and wears $40,000 tiger rings and like, you know, spends $50,000 a month on glam and is unapologetic about it. And every single song she performs has something to do with spending money and being like, for, like I, I just, it's like how can you I just I'm it's so overwhelming even still like we're like 12 episodes in and I'm like I'm still so overwhelmed by it you literally have a song with a dollar sign replacing the s in the title and you (laughs) want to ask us where the money went excuse me (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to know where the money is gone it's like well (laughs) according to the LA Times like actually if I will be a minute to pull up my phone Right. It says that $25 million of it was transferred into your business account and you used it to pay makeup by Mario. So girl, we're asking you, why are you asking Sutton where the money is? Teddy doesn't know. Truly, truly. She's, 
I don't appreciate when people think that they're playing us and that they're getting over on us. And mm-hmm. Erica's really pushing that with me. Really, really pushing that. I this is bold on her part. It's weird. Like, what do you think her motivation really was? Did you do you really think that she thought she was gonna come on here on the stage and trick us all? Kinda. I really do. I mean, I, I think she thought like. I'll just go and get ahead of it and everybody will believe. I think that Erica has ha- like has more faith in like I think that she believes the hype about herself and she always has. Yeah. And I don't think that she sees the way that she doesn't see herself the way we see her. Like we see her as like aloof and cold and you know, we don't really know anything about her after all these years like there's nothing to sympathize with. If Erica Jane went to jail, nobody would cry. Do you know what Mm-mm. I mean? Like, it's one thing to see, like, even com- if you compared her to, like, Teresa, right? Teresa, yeah. for better or for worse, has poured her heart out on this franchise. She's given us as, Yeah, everything. as much as she can. As much as Teresa is capable of. Sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's like, you know, we've seen her parents die. We've seen her children grow up. We have seen mm-hmm. her issues with her husband. I and mean, we've really seen like every nook and cranny of Teresa's life, whether she likes yeah. it or not. So yeah. her going to jail felt emotional. It was like, wow, Tree is going to jail. She's an idiot, but like Teresa Giudice is like going to fucking prison. We don't know anything about Erica. There's nothing to, yeah. she's given us nothing. She has given she us has, nothing. She really, I think over you're right like uh, overplayed her hand on this like ice queen this elusive i'm wrapped in a riddle and cash thing because Mm -hmm. now it's like we were invested in Teresa. we were invested into the girls we were invested in the family we were invested in this family being torn apart but erica just like oh you have this like little man who was an evil person and here you are the natasha to his boris it seems like right. what are we going to <laughs> feel bad for you about yeah because you can't go to the temple in your house anymore right <laughs> that's where i go to unwind <laughs> Tiago can't shit next to a football sized pool like okay yeah. sorry sorry like I don't really know much else about I know you're from Georgia I know that mm-hmm. you allegedly have a son um I've heard tell you have one I haven't seen him and uh that's about it yeah yeah there's nothing really to emotionally attach yeah for us to feel for her for yeah and I really think she overshot her like I think that she really thinks that the fans like love her in a way that they like actually don't like, yeah, it's fun to pat the puss and like go watch you perform expensive, but like people don't like ride hard for her. Like, uh, yeah, it's not the same thing. No. And then you're presenting as if you had this like happy, but maybe a little bit different, but still functional and happy relationship and marriage. But now you're saying you're going from saying I don't know if he has mistresses to posting screenshots on your Instagram and saying that you knew this whole time and they're just like a revolving door of hoes and it's like which it can't be all of those things like Sutton said like you can't be smart and like you have to be smart or you have to be ignorant you can't be both 
yeah, like, is he cheating on you with a bunch of gumads or is he <laughs> senile? <laughs> right. And driving right. into trees. Right. Right. I don't. And she was so stupid for when they brought up the litigation and how there was a discrepancy between her being adamant that all of this was a result of this, like him being flung off a cliff. Um, as opposed to the truth where the LA Times is saying that this burn victim has been dealing with Tom's bullshit for a decade and her response is, well, they just got to litigation. Well, what do you think has been happening for the past other nine years, girl? Right. He's been trying to get his money. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's I'll... been lied to. Like, <laughs> I cannot, I can't. It's just, it's interesting to think like what will become of her because she can't go back to being Erica Jane. Like she can't. No. It's impossible now. So she used to completely basically reintroduce herself as like a new identity to the public. Her reputation is completely fucked. Like who would have ever thought the ice queen, the untouchable, like non-stick ice queen would yeah. be in this situation? It's just crazy. And like, she's really painting herself into a corner because, okay, let's say she, in my mind, Erica gets, you know, 16 months at a very white collar, sure. easy prison, sure. But like, now that you have been lying all over Bravo TV, how do you get a book deal? You know, like, you right. screwed yourself out of that one. Sorry, girl. You should have thought about that. Right. It's, it's. <laughs> The, for me, it's the messiness of deciding to go on Bravo and yeah, yeah, deal with this publicly and expect everybody to politely not ask you questions about it. Right. And uh, then you that randomly. Moment, that moment when Dorit revealed that they had all gotten together and Erica's was like, what? <laughs> oh my God, I know. Oh, it really, like, I chills. I know. Moment what a moment well what do you think about the rest of the cast this year I mean like aside from her um Lisa just ruined her reputation forever yeah not too far behind Mm -hmm. um people I think need to stop giving Sutton so much like I said on my podcast that I'm a Sutton for justice which means that I'm not here for everything that Sutton Sutton has given us because she's weird Mm -hmm. but I'm here for her asking the questions and I'm here for her having concerns because if we didn't it would just be Lisa running around screaming in an oversized cheetah print coat talking about how much she loves Erica and like I don't want to see that it's bullshit so like total bullshit you're right you know I it's if we had to be sitting here watching like Dorit and Kyle and Lisa holding Erica's hand while she you know let another you know not waterproof mascara run down through her face like I would just die I would stick my head in the toilet no you're totally right and the cool thing too about Sutton is that she seems to be because she is wealthy she seems to know a lot about like the court system like Mm-hmm. in a way that the other women obviously don't I mean they were just like dead eye blinking at her when she was telling them everything at that meeting um so yes yeah, I mean she's really been the past few weeks like thank god for her because you're right and yeah. honestly like another part of it low-key is I'm glad that Sutton is the one taking this instead of Garcelle 
because like god forbid we have the black woman who's already at odds with some of the people mm-hmm. be the one to have to be like the hard ass and it would be a whole other situation i feel like if garcelle was doing what sutton did i think there would be a lot of fans yeah that had a different opinion about the approach i could not agree with you more for sure i mean even just in the response to like the last little moment that they had together it's like it's wild it is it, it, yeah I'm really really happy that Garcelle isn't the one like taking the brunt of that and her approach even when they did all get together at Kyle's house was so it was just so Garcelle it was so cool and honest and like mm-hmm. bitch I don't give a fuck I'm gonna tell you exactly what I'm thinking and I really honestly don't care enough about you or know you well enough to care about your thoughts or or how it makes you feel because this is some fucked up shit like you deserve to feel a little uncomfortable when you're showing up to a dinner party and the LA Times released an article about you that morning that your husband stole money from burn victims like you kind of deserve to feel the the tiniest empty bit uncomfortable over your turkey like hello (laughs) you're absolutely right and I oh god um what was I gonna ask you um Oh, I lost it. I Oh, okay. So there had been rumors and Dorit had been saying in interviews leading up to the season that, you know, like, who did you think is the most fake cast member? And she said, Garcelle. So people mm-hmm. have been wondering this whole time, what happened between Dorit and Garcelle? Right. And now finding out that this was the moment of Garcelle being like, you didn't say that. That was not what you said the other day just calling her out of that table because Dory decided to like pussy pop her way around and like try to treat Erica with kid gloves Mm -hmm. and Garcelle was like no (laughs) ma'am and to find out that was the moment oh my god Dory you're really pushing it they really are terrified of Erica huh like there's Dorit's terrified of her what is it I don't know I don't understand it I mean she does have a really her presence is uncomfortable to me. I mean, I'll be honest, like she makes me uncomfortable just watching her on TV. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine if I was like sitting next to her at a dinner table like that. And she's like blank staring, giving everybody really, really weird looks and one word, very deep voiced answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's weird because weird. <laughs> um. Gosh, don't you feel kind of duped? Like, as duped as remember when we all found out that Monique and Candace got into a fight? Everybody was like, Yes, Monique, beat her ass. Right. And then we all watched the season and we were like, Ooh, things were maybe a little bit more complicated. <laughs> right. In the beginning, the Beverly Hills trailer, you know, we saw Erica threatening Sutton, like, Or what? Or what? And everybody, me personally, was like, Oh, hell yeah, I'm loving to see erica go after sutton but now i'm like oh because sutton's been carrying this torch of erica being bullshit right it's flipped me upside down totally oh my god i forgot about that moment in the trailer (laughs) (laughs) or nothing erica (laughs) or what I mean, she's really like, you know, she's intense. Like, I don't know. I would probably be weird and clinking my silverware if I was sitting next to her. I'd be like, eek, she's fucking weird. Wait, let me ask you um, over this, at least just this season, 
have your thoughts on my Kyle Richards softened even the tiniest bit, like even the littlest bit? <sighs> a little. <laughs> I'm just very confused at like, she's talking out of both sides of her mouth mm-hmm. in a way that like, in a way that Garcelle should be grateful or that I'm grateful that Sutton's carrying the torch instead of Garcelle. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like Kyle should be grateful for having Lisa and Dorit take the heat off of her because I feel like she's being as sometimey as the other two, but she's going about it better, kind of. I don't, like Kyle always gets off on like the grace of somebody else being a little bit more horrible. That is very true. I mean, that's very, very true. She she never allows herself to be the one to really take the heat. Like she's really good at pushing it off on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I do think that her, I think that she struggles with it because for whatever reason, Erica feels some sort of like closeness to her. And I think that like, they still are in that place of like, Oh my God, Erica, open up to me. Like Erica is like when a cat chooses you, (laughs) you know, in front of a big group of people. And it's very sort of like, you want everybody to see, oh my God, this cat chose me. None of you, it loves me kind of gig. Erica Uh gives me that vibe. And I feel like right now Kyle's like, oh my God, Erica's like choosing me to open up to. But then at the same time, like she's a crook and stole money from literal children. Yeah. Uh, you definitely see Kyle being like, oh, damn, I really hitched the ride of loyalty onto this maybe too quickly. Right. I feel bad now. Uh-oh. Right. So <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, it's interesting, but like, she wasn't saying anything at that dinner either. She wasn't really saying anything at all. And compared to, I felt like she and Dorit were kind of on the same level where Dorit was saying a lot of things with her chest. Mm-hmm. and Kyle was kind of backing her up when they had that whole meeting with Sutton but then once they got to that dinner it was quiet it was and I didn't very appreciate quiet. that yeah I thought that that was like I was really honestly shocked by that I really thought that they were all going to come in like guns ablaze. I really did I have a theory that Lisa, Kyle and Dorit hopped on a group chat after this conversation with Sutton and Lisa bullied them and was like don't say a word mm-hmm. we need to be supportive of her we need to have them look bad and like us look like the good guys and they got scared it's true and for whatever reason lisa is still lisa's still drinking the erica jane kool-aid like she's still mm-hmm. she's still patting the puss like lisa's still in a place of yep. Puss pat yep <laughs> and we've all moved completely on from expensive erica you know it's weird and it, it's weird to the point where you just you almost want to look closer and be like why is she so loyal to her even now right like what does she do for you she doesn't do anything for you like yeah. she's seems like an awful friend like just in a completely right. just cold like nothing friend like what is it that she does for you that like why do you ad- like admire her so much it's like weird right like am I misremembering this great relationship between Lisa and Erica because it's not coming up in my memory no it's very strange it's really weird and 
I mean, I have to say, like, my favorite part of that dinner party was the end of it when Kathy Hilton pulled out, like, a, like, an oh eyeliner pencil and said, like, <laughs> it'll work itself out. It'll work itself out. Like, get her eyeliner. It's good practice, Erica. Yeah. <laughs> she was right. I love that, like, little moment between she and Garcelle, where Garcelle's like, why are they competing over who likes Erica the most? And Kathy's like, yeah, and who knows her longer? Like, she, like, she, she really plays, Kathy is, Hiltman's the only person who can play smart and ignorant at the same time. Totally, totally. Because she is so, come on, she's so smart. Like, Kathy yeah. is so smart. Look, we know what Kathy Hilton is capable of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, her, we have to think like her kids, her daughter obviously learned how to pretend to be dumb from somebody. Stay it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's wild how similar, even with Kyle, like it's crazy how similar they all are in a weird way. Like Kyle uh-huh. so much, like so often reminds me of Paris and like physical yeah. ways and in the way she communicates and like I don't know it's just weird the Hilton it's sisters are fucking weird. wild they are so wild <laughs> uh, I cannot wait for this conversation next week where Kathy and Kyle have about American woman uh, oh my god I know I'm so excited holy <laughs> shit um well I think um the, we just talked for an hour and that's exactly what I needed it was the therapy I needed this was a treat as always Troy an absolute treat well Kara tell people where they can I can't imagine anybody listening to this doesn't know where they can find you but just in case tell people where they can find your podcast and stuff yeah I have a podcast called everyone's business but mine with Kara Berry you can find that everywhere you can find me on Instagram at everyone's business but mine I also have a patreon at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast I just finished a month-long series on Ilaria Baldwin and now I'm not ashamed of that it was a good fun time so (laughs) I've got a bunch of other content on there that you can check out Bethany getting married Lindsay and Oprah it's a whole it's a whole weird weird wild mix of content so you can check that out and yeah that's about it yes Kara invited me on her Patreon to record and what episode of Lindsay did we do I don't even remember oh I don't know but it was a good one I it think was a it good was one the- I think it was the episode where Oprah says, hello, let's celebrate that. I think. Oh, I I think you're right. I think it was. It was a good time. Joy's (laughs) on there all up and down on on those episodes. You guys can check all that out. Well, Kara, thank you so much for doing this. I'm obsessed with you. I'm happy that we got to talk. (laughs) The feeling's mutual. You can literally call me anytime. Call me (laughs) if you want to reach me. Anytime you need me over there. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your night, day, morning, afternoon, week, month, year, and all that. Kara, I love you, and I will talk to you later. I love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.